0: Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your host and your Dungeon Master for another thrilling D&D shopping trip. Joining me here today we have...
1: Daniel, playing Shedfleet.
0: Hey Hall, playing Desmond. I'm
2: Zach and I play Fallrock, oh. Matt and I play Laylin.
1: Waffle, playing Tarjax
0: Heiko. Okay, a couple of things. Uh, first... Having edited last week's episode this morning, I would like to briefly apologize to our readers. That was a bit of a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I cut a lot of dead air out of that one. Not our
3: best material.
0: Yeah. Um, that, that aside, we have four letters uh, that have been written into us, three of which are from patches. I think oh, what boy. we're going to do is... Split them up, so we'll have three letters this episode, and we're recording a second one. We'll do this very long one from patches in the next one that we record. Okay. Um. So let's begin. I actually got one to the Alchemists Club Gmail, uh, which oh my is God. we never get. Uh, we never get letters there.
2: Now, now we have. Now we have to keep it too.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was, you know we were we it was just 2 days away from being decommissioned but you've saved it it's hollywood's turning it into a hallmark movie uh coming this holiday season uh letter reads hello this is not from patches this is the other one Uh, Last episode's Adamantine weapon discussion had me wondering. I don't know which last episode this was. (laughs) Uh, It might have been... Do you
3: have any idea how little that narrows it down? (laughs) Yeah, seriously.
0: (laughs) I think it was um, not the one that was posted today, but the one that was posted last week. Okay. Uh, Last episode's Adamantine weapon discussion had me wondering, could Chad transform into a crab with Adamantine claws? Signed, Mellish lives
3: so I guess the argument here would be that adamantine is technically an organic compound
0: it is technically an organic compound Ooh. i so here's here's my official d m answer. You are welcome to try. I will say <laughs> that Ched cannot like. Produce adamantine as a result of wild shaping. You would have to ha- add exogenous adamantine to the process. Ooh,
3: it's eleven
2: points.
5: So he's gonna be like right halfway there.
0: through making his claws.
5: We have to like like bolt it in. Mm. Incredibly painful process.
3: You say painful process. I say like mech suit up sequence.
1: It's um, these are all possibilities. It sounds very painful. Uh, what about your wild do... shape?
0: Doesn't sound painful.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't. We... I had to listen to your actually... spectator
0: transformation again
1: today. <laughs> my my what? My You're... spectator?
0: Yeah, turning into yeah. a spectator. Oh yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> horrific.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, but it doesn't actually hurt to transform. It to hurts me. <laughs> listen to it, but like I don't feel pain course not
3: maybe we could turn you into a shelled creature of some kind that has a very strong jump like some kind of turtle frog and then we specifically (laughs) wrap um adamantine barbed wire around the shell and you just go like like turtle spinning around the room and just like cut shit up Oh, cool like like an armadillo yes
4: Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay.
3: I think it's a great idea. If
1: Shredder was a turtle.
4: So, so here's so, an idea. Um, what if we got another pair of gauntlets and left them for however many months in the upgrade forge? Just regular <laughs> old gauntlets.
3: I so my I choose that this interpretation for me is that if you leave something in the upgrade forge long enough, it gradually progresses towards becoming a crab. <laughs>
1: well, uh, so ched Ch- Ch- would
4: wear the adamantine gauntlets and then yeah yeah
1: boom, no they'd be, pincers. they'd be pincers exactly
0: <laughs> so to answer your question loves, maybe maybe Chad could turn into something like a crab with adamantine claws there's only one way to find out and that's through science and experimentation
1: I would think that if anything allowed me to um, uh, wild shape into a metal, it would be something from uh, the plane of stone right. yeah or,
0: um, like I said, so you don't you wouldn't be able to do it naturally. You don't know if you could somehow incorporate like I said exogenous adamantine into the wild shape process you would have to you'd have to test this. gotcha so uh that is kind of an answer to your question
1: um
0: thank you for writing it don't
1: some wild shape forms or some uh druid forms can't they just have um what's what's it called um they're basically they're magically enhanced natural weapons when they wild shape Mm -hmm. so that you're attacking like you're attacking with a plus one weapon like you're like you would just be attacking with an adamantine weapon so absolutely absolutely might not need the adamantine if that's just like a spell or well, an item that I can wear.
0: Consider that there are some circumstances where a magic weapon is not as useful as an adamantine one.
3: And we're going to encounter a lot of those situations here very soon.
0: I'm sure oh, yeah. Adamantine werewolves and vampires? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our first Patch's letter is not actually addressed to us, Uh no. Patches here. Hi, Stripes. How are you? Are you enjoying the Alchemist Club? I hope your hiatus was relaxing as well. Have a good day. This is in response to a letter we received from Stripes uh, previously. Oh <laughs> jeez. Um, so thank you, Patches. Um, hopefully, hopefully, Stripes, here's your letter and <laughs> w- remembers that they, they were Stripes <laughs> because that was written in in May.
3: <laughs> hey guys i'm getting some weird interference on the tree communication system desmond could you like flush the buffer i i'm getting some weird crosstalk here
0: yeah uh, um our second letter from patches is about the hiatus oh. so patches here i finally went through and listened to the hiatus episodes i'll call them the nice episodes let's start with that Waffle, you are too nice. Next time, let's have some slight party murder. <laughs> Amusingly enough, this was this was something that I heard from several people, is that they thought that you were a much kinder DM than I am. <laughs> Which, I don't know if that's the new system, or you're just playing nice for the podcast, but I have heard stories. Well, I have an
4: explanation for this, and that's that I put the fear of God into every <laughs> when Waffle was DMing and so I, in spite of being a, a stupidly curious character I played things a lot safer than I probably would have uh, because I have played in many Waffle campaigns before and know just how terrifying things can get, so sorry, my bad, I kind of nerfed the DM by making everyone afraid Well,
5: I was just doing my best
0: to do the to be yeah. able
5: to speak the way I wanted to I, I was like, I
0: also had several people ask me, like, how much time you spent working on haikus and if you were just doing them on the spot. <laughs> on the spot. Literally, oh like, gosh. 30
5: seconds or less.
3: On the spot. If you fuck up, cancer. you take damage. That yep. was the rules.
0: And your performance was incredible. Yeah. It was. It really was. Um, I appreciate it.
3: So, yes. uh, I can. Speaking to that, um. I don't know it's hard for me to compare like my DMing style against someone else like kindness is such a a weird and specific and hard to measure thing when it comes to D&D because like at the end of the day I just wanted to tell a good story and it's right. like if that story needs to have grotesque body horror and it would have like I uh I did not get as far in the hiatus as I necessarily wanted to and I had a lot of A lot of stuff planned. That if we ever hiatus again, I would be thrilled to uh, expose the players to. Um, But yeah, it was a lot of fun.
0: It's there's that penny arcade comic where uh, Jerry or Tycho is like, "But if I if I kill them, I can't read them all the poems I wrote."
3: (laughs) (laughs) That is exactly how I feel.
0: Um. So yeah,
3: but also I want them to be terrified by those poems and the implications therein. So it's yes. it's a balancing act.
0: Uh, something that I am struggling with in the post hiatus. <sighs> Let's see what else patches had to say here. Uh, I will say that this whole deal was quite confusing. You guys were using words I didn't understand, like no. It was hard to keep track of at times. Overall, quite enjoyable though. I like the whole one HP bit from Ched, and the character backgrounds were great. Uh, Daniel, your character concept for the hiatus was amazing.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: They were all very good, but I like as as somebody who enjoys like fiddling with weird edge cases like that. I thought that was really <laughs> fun. Um, my favorite character was Takari. Overall, it was a nice little side quest. Ten out of ten would watch again. I didn't realize that patches had access to the anime. <laughs> yeah i i gotta figure out where they pirate it because okay.
4: i i would watch this anime goodness oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah
3: thank you so much what the
4: intro song is goodness
3: i had a great time i'm glad that uh takeri the stringer gremlin resonated with people uh, oh my god did it ever very very fun love a party gremlin
0: Okay, uh, I need to know, both for my own records and to compare with Patches' spelling, how do you spell tackery? Uh
3: T-A-K-I-R-I. However, I will say that the stringer language does not alphabetically map exactly to ours, so that's an anglicization of, Okay, like, string speak.
0: Patches did a much better job of it. He spelled it T-A-K-A-R-I. Okay. I was going, uh, like, T-A-K-A-R-I q u e r y <laughs> so
3: huh. okay
0: a query oh no it's
3: like like a
1: like a daiquiri
0: yeah exactly <laughs> oh yeah yeah
1: uh, in my notes i spelled it t-a-c-k-e-r-a-y daiquiri and this is why you are all dumb Tulskins <laughs> <laughs>
3: who know nothing of the strings
0: obviously uh yeah so those are our fan letters for this episode thanks for writing in um our fan letter i'll give you a little teaser for for next week or for us like an hour from now <laughs> um the subject line for this last letter is a random grab bag from episodes 164 to 166 Hell oh, yes. no. it's, <laughs> oh, no. it is a lengthy process um so yeah those those are our letters who wants to give us a, re- a recap of what happened last time In as much as anything happened last I time, i was
3: gonna say happened is a strong word to use <laughs> for an episode that is literally titled miscellany
2: uh-huh.
3: <laughs> um we left dyne gaia to head to hopsonopolis we hemmed and hawed a little bit about giving the crew some spending money while they were staying there because we didn't want the crew along because hopsonopolis is a secret on our way here, uh, Falrock and I experimented with our new magic batteries, filling them up with magic. We threw them into the ship. ship gave us a couple more power pips, or like one and a half, I don't remember. Uh, and then we got to Hopsonopolis and uh, shopping. Not a- Oh, uh, I did get in touch with Slicer, and they were like, Ooh, there's been some progress, and you are going to have access to uh, the cipher. And I got access, or we will get access here at some point, to the True Church cipher that they broke, in addition to information about the Valor of Jux, that dastardly airship which plagues my very existence.
0: It sure does. Uh, Yeah, our
2: mission mission queue is really filling up. Mm -hmm. There was
0: also... I, I feel like this is important both culturally and because it certainly will not come back... As a plot point later, is that the Night Stalker is now a cultural phenomenon? In oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah that 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 won't be a problem. No, not at all. Uh, and you also learned that Erky Bafflestone is sealed in a nearly airtight adamantine-lined cell. Yes. To prevent him from just phasing out of the walls. Um. So yeah, that was that was about it. Your quest buffer is very full i have been struggling to write notes for any of the last like four episodes because i went in after the hiatus it's like okay they have cool powers what can they do with the cool powers i'm going to give them some stuff to blow up they love blowing up stuff we'll put a true church fortress that will help Angloria gloria find her her brother Terrajux will be all over that Uh, we'll do some, you know, the Lady Blossom will show up. I'm sorry. Queen Aurelia will show up and be like, I need you to blow up some sons of guns that I don't like. Uh, and instead of, instead of taking the route of most resistance and violence that I'm accustomed to, you're like, (laughs) let's go check on that research project. We started on the other side of the continent and see how that's coming. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, let's fly somewhere Like that's a month away.
3: Yeah, because we got uh, <laughs> six months, you know? We got to check on we stuff. Do what do
2: best and avoid our problems.
3: Yeah, I, look, I was 100% yeah. on Team Blow Shit Up, but I got overruled.
0: There was a lengthy discussion about the morality of killing for your liege lord
3: which i find wild because it's never, okay, we're gonna do it again we can't get into this again we have to go shopping <laughs> <Please> <laughs> reject morality embrace capitalism
0: well on the subject of shopping <laughs> since we're here what did you guys buy
3: i come back into uh Teleferous sporting my brand new swag which in this case is uh i have a new cloak which uh, shimmers and glitters with uh, interwoven, gilded patterns of diamonds and other arcane sigils. It is, uh, to the trained eye, a mantle of spell resistance. I am also packing a new shield that uh, sits on one arm and has a sort of glossy sheen to the surface, perhaps a a dark teal color of its uh, inlay. Uh, This is a shield of arrow-catching. And uh, you can't see this because I'm wearing it, you know, under my jacket and everything. But I am also sporting an Elven Chain shirt. Assuming that came in the mail.
0: Uh, it will take some time for that to come okay. in the mail. Like that's that's a, a couple weeks to a month back order because they have to get in touch with agents in areas that sell Elven Chain right. mail, wire them the money. Yeah, Which yeah, yeah. is a meaning... Like, the, the money has to be flown up by Ornithopter, the agent has to go buy it, it has to be sent back to Hobsonopolis. It's a whole process. Also, I want to point out, canonically Terajax wears blue jeans, correct? Yes. Okay. So you look exactly like that Onion article about a college student wearing a, a cloak in the R8. So, <laughs> just like a really fancy elven cloak and then you're wearing jeans underneath.
3: Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wearing jeans and like a I don't have my original bomber jacket because that was taken by the True Church and presumably burned, but I am wearing, like, a like a motorcycle jacket. Uh huh. <laughs> and a cloak. Uh, I look awesome, is what I'm saying.
0: I, sure. Sure, sure. Uh, what's everybody else buying? Dead uh, I...
4: well, I am capped on, uh, uh, I... Attunement slots uh, From the the belt of strength The gauntlets And I have also had a stone of good luck For most of the time uh, Since our last trip to looking at our party.
0: Yeah <laughs> I know it hasn't helped um, To be fair Fallrock's luck has been better than everybody else's For the most
4: part I mean that's true Amber was alive and still cares about Yeah so Tangentially a, a little bit better That's fine Um but I was just going to get a whole bunch of Nomen Guard grenades. They paid off. It was worth it. Uh, and so I am getting uh, a bundle of five Nomen Guard
0: grenades. Oh. Splendid. Is, does that put
3: us on a list?
0: Uh, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It does. The purchase of one nomen guard grenade puts you on a list. I mean, Fair. I was only there, and I
4: just go back to the the merchant and just like, okay, that was amazing. I need yeah. five, and he's like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, "You made a list." <laughs>
2: like background checks, and
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys are are pretty famous around Hopsonopolis at this point. What with the whole saving the city from being sucked into the far realm. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess at least they're not checking about too many of our exploits on
0: continents. <laughs> you make a lot of assumptions.
3: We're heroes there too.
0: <laughs> heroes in air quotes. <laughs> You've
5: never if done I wrong say it by enough, the gnomes. It true. That's true. We haven't. They they
4: don't like us, but they don't hate us, and yeah. that's something.
0: Uh. Ched, you're not buying anything if I if I remember correctly, and also reading the nope. message you just posted in Discord like two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um uh, Leland, you purchasing anything?
2: Yeah, and I'm kinda doing this discreetly. Uh, like so. Everything everyone else does is discreet. O- everyone else is going off and whatnot, and uh, everyone else is, you know, shopping and everything, I kinda do my going through the shadows thing. And since we had been in Hopsinopolis before, I think we kind of have an idea of where the good shops are for yeah. weapons and everything else. And I find one of the good arrow shops that we have. And um, so I talked to the person about wanting some arrows of slaying that are fitted specifically to target Particular kinds of creatures. And. <laughs> what
5: kind of creatures?
2: I want them to target Faye. Water Janazi? Oh, we're, Uh-oh. <laughs> we're getting some racist
3: arrows. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> so I want Faye homing arrows <laughs> that deal
0: mega extra damage. Uh. So you find a seedy little shop that's tucked into like a back alley. There's no name like this is very word of the mouth word of mouth. You have to you know a guy, he finds a, a guy who knows a guy who tells you where to go, uh, and there's like a password. And you get in, and it's like a real chintzy, like airsoft shop. Um <laughs> But in the back room is where they have the good stuff. And the shop owners, like, arrows is slain for the Fae, huh? We can arrange for that, I think. Uh, be a little bit challenging. They don't often make appearances on the prime material. And when Lucky they do, you. they're not here for long. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's alright. This shopkeeper's got, like, a vendetta.
5: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> he, like, had his wife <laughs> stolen by the Fae. They're gonna cost you, though. It's not easy to forge those.
2: I can imagine.
0: How much you got to pay? Uh,
2: I want how I want ten. Ten arrows. He looks you up and down. He's like, I don't think you can afford ten. <laughs> I accept. I actually, you know what? That's what I do. I pull off. You just take your sunglasses my, off. <laughs> yes, I pull off my sunglasses, and I was like, "This is personal."
5: Well, when he leads in, does he like create a shadow under his neck, and you just like shadow choke him? <laughs>
2: He's not gonna kill <laughs> Um,
0: so you can roll intimidation for this if you wish. Sure. Not really my thing, but... Strong inverse oh. hardcore vibes. Uh, total 19. Yeah! The The shopkeeper recoils away from your hideous visage, which is identical to how you look before, but with pu- pitch black eyes. Um, it says, alright. Oh, the rude. thing
3: disfigured your ears! <laughs> no, 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 those are normal.
0: <laughs> what happened to your nose? <laughs> um... But yeah, he, he he leans back and he says, Alright, all right, I understand. I know what it's like to carry a grudge. Why do you think I opened this place? <laughs> Ten arrows are going to cost you 20,000 gold. Hubba. Uh... Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> We've got that much money. Like, we can do that.
4: Yeah, we have that much left.
2: Alright. I'm like what how much do you need to get started it's paid up front i'm like calculating my mind i'm like be back in 10 minutes and then i shadow (laughs) i shadow back to the ship and then i'm just hop up next to him on the counter and just drop a bunch of the bars down
0: farrock doesn't uh, trust anybody with his black granite card
2: I don't. It's
0: true. Master Shard. Uh huh. The the concept of dwarvish (gasps) credit cards really tickles me for some reason. It's amazing.
3: I also think it's actually probably pretty. Like, it makes sense within the world because Dwarven society is all about honor and, like, keeping very meticulous records and, like, holding grudges forever. Yeah. So. Also, like having a very rigorous credit system would make sense.
0: I'm I'm doing this now because it's a terrible joke, but it amuses me. They also have chip readers, but you literally chip a chunk off of the credit card <laughs> for that. <laughs> oh god! Uh, so you, and then you have to magically add it back. That's your that's, that's just, your credit limit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You're, that's just how yeah. long your credit line lasts. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> this is a, a dumb joke brought to you by dwarves once again. <laughs> Um uh, so yeah you shadow step back to Teliferous you come back with the 20,000 gold which you just like you appear out of a shadow and gold spills forth from your arms <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like it's all there <laughs> Do you want to count it <laughs> He is wide-eyed and uh says all right he writes you a receipt and stamps it with a magic stamp and uh, says I'll, uh, they should be ready in two weeks.
3: I, um, I sit bolt upright in my bunk and I go, someone just dropped 20,015 gold on a counter somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> TerraJux is kept awake at night by the, the Juxian stock market. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you have, you've commissioned 10 arrows of Fey slaying, which mm-hmm. I'm sure will not have any impact whatsoever on your diplomatic relations with Queen Aurelia.
3: <laughs> Look, of not. we're trying to do the job she gave us. Uh huh.
0: That's yeah. all anyone, that's there all you.
2: anyone knows. We'll get to it. At, at some... That's all I know. Uh
0: huh.
4: Oh, wait a second. I just realized as soon as you get these arrows, we need to radio back to Queen Aurelia and be like, yo, we're on it, because that will be like almost a month.
3: Yeah, the time limit's pretty tight there.
4: Yeah. So like as soon as we get those arrows, like, yo, we got it.
3: Assuming that this is in fact we are going to do the job and Leyland hasn't decided yeah. to kill Queen Aurelia or something.
0: Planning an assassination. He's <laughs> he's got the archery skills to curve the bullet. Yeah. Oh no.
3: He, he could make he it look the... like a second shooter was there on the grassy knoll. <laughs> the knoll, sh- we looking at the wrong knoll. <laughs> <laughs> the knoll is there, like clapping, and out of the knoll's shadow, Laylin just rises with a
5: crossbow. Yep.
0: That's that's two jump jokes. <laughs> no, unleashes its stand. God. All right. All right. Um, uh, Desmond, what did what did you buy? Uh, basically you, it's going to you... take probably 2 weeks to buy everything I
5: want to. So, sure. I guess I'll just kind of start with asking Fallrock if he wants to go to the lumberyard with me. Oh god.
4: <laughs> I I mean, I can. What are we what's going on here? For the children. For the children everybody since
0: when have you ever been
4: concerned with
0: the children yeah there's a record since... scratch across all of teliferous and everybody turns yeah. to look like at It's uh
5: as we're just kind of walking by and you see this empty plot of land with overgrown grass and it's like since I bought an orphanage oh my god <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah and then you I like did... pull the paper out that's notarized there's
0: yeah, a There's a sign outside the, the plot of land that says future home of Desmond's Orphanage for the Parentally Poor. Oh my god. <laughs> no.
3: I, oh my god. I am so amazed by this. I would like to tag along.
5: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I'm sure you're listening in anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, Pterodux is on his way now, I'm sure. Like,
3: <laughs> this is, I am listening in, and I'm, like, doing something. I'm cleaning a window or something. I'm so shocked that I fall out of the sky.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and there's just a thud next to you, and I go, orphanage?
5: Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I've got, got a whole orphanage set up, and I've got them a... Uh, what is it like a doubt
0: like a An endowment, endowment yeah. fund? Yeah,
5: let's set them up for many years in the future.
0: Who's going to? Who's running this
2: orphanage? The people I hired.
3: A, a stern gnomish matron. Yeah.
2: With <laughs> a heart of gold. Yeah, or <laughs> adamantine. Heart
3: of gold.
2: <laughs> hope not a heart of adamantine. <laughs>
3: so I, wait, I really let hope me get not. straight, Desmond. We are what? building an orphanage.
0: Correct. Yeah, we have two weeks. Ah, I got nothing week. else to do. I'm not a carpenter.
1: Oh, no, what else am I going to do with my dwarf. spell slots? <laughs> <So> I, just... <laughs> okay.
5: I I worked in a forge. I'm I have no idea how to carpent. <laughs> you got to make <laughs> the nails and stuff. I mean that I can do, but like. Yeah. I cast bless on you. See. What? <laughs> it's as easy as that,
0: guess <laughs> plus the nails just start falling out of your hands, <laughs>
5: typically the it, around the coolest power will be just fine,
0: yeah, okay, I guess, so yes, there's uh there's now an orphanage um being constructed for desmond to to house poor gnomish orphans who do not have any parents, and he shows you the the blueprints that's in the shape of a like a sailing ship.
3: <laughs> it's
4: literally just a ship. Mm-hmm. I,
3: just, I'm kind of jealous that these orphans get to live in a pirate ship, honestly. I
5: just hey, maybe when believe... they grow up one day they can ride on Deliverus. There we go. Can't
2: believe... Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, can't I'm not okay with that. I ag- agreed to this. Like, <laughs>
3: Desmond's basically in charge of a church.
0: How could they say no? Uh, uh-huh. How could they say no?
2: Because they met
0: him. And he gave <laughs> one of the best sermons that they have had there in a long time.
3: Yeah, he could go out into the street and be like, I will create an orphanage for these children, or Aquila, strike me down. And then nothing would happen. People are like, bro, I guess he's legit.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. I,
4: I guess I... I'm gonna help. I'm not gonna. So, just... Did
3: you hire like an architect or carpenters or like people for this or just the materials?
5: Uh I mean a little of both, but I thought between okay. the like the three of us and maybe if we could get Leyland to help. And Ched, Ched can turn into okay. anything we need. He yeah, I hold. don't know
3: about Leyland. He's he's been kinda weird lately. He's locked up in his room and I just seen him polishing his crossbow muttering something.
4: <laughs> I, I... I go to Leyland's door, and I'm like, alright, hey. Polishing all,
2: uh, all his crossbow could be a really bad euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, boy. So obviously. Um, he just keeps saying
4: uh, something
3: about JFK?
4: <laughs> right. I, I knock on Leyland's door. Hey, uh, weird question. I, how do you like carpentry? Um... What? It, it, look, it's really stupid, but I, I'm kind of out of my element here. Um, I could really use some help. Uh, Desmond's building an orphanage, and I mean, we can't just not help the kids, right? Like.
2: <laughs> it, Are there actually going to be kids there because. He's talking
4: know. like there will be. So, I. Look, are we really going to take the chance that and just leave a bunch of kids homeless? Like... I don't think we're that far gone, Laylan. <laughs> I'm not that far gone. Oh um,
2: if you want to help...
4: Use it, because I have no idea what I'm doing.
2: I I mean, as long as I can wear my sunglasses. <laughs> That's yeah. all Laylan really cares about. I mean, about of anymore. course.
4: I'm not, I'm not going to stop you wearing sunglasses. Jeez, they're rad. <sighs> Desmond shows up to
5: work in a straw hat and like a, a blue bandana scarf.
4: <laughs> and then I go up to uh, to Ched's loft. I'm like, hey, Ched, we need your help being a pack mule.
5: Nope. Yep. Uh, turned into lots of cool things.
3: So I have a proposal for Desmond that I would like to go over while we are uh, flying to the build site. Um, I think we could we could put on like a little, you know, charity benefit thing while this is happening. Like, you know, let the kids ride around on Dinosaur Ched, and then, you know, like, people can pay a certain amount of money to, like, carve their initials in one of the big timber beams that's being put in, and, like, we could do some performances on the stage, and, you know, play it up a little. In the background, uh,
5: the (laughs) Gnomish equivalent of Nicki Minaj.
1: (laughs) In the background, Ched is, I'm uh... the Gnomish equivalent of Nicki Minaj. (laughs) 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 It's... Is deadpan looking at the camera and goes, "It's living." <laughs> Boy,
0: what a what a timely Flintstones reference! Wow. All right. Well okay. So
3: yeah, like if I can, I mean, I'll do like performance stuff, you know, acrobatics, things like that. Try to. Draw a little bit of a crowd, um, if we want to set up like a dunk tank, I'll do that. Yeah, uh, I'll be
5: the dunk tank. <laughs> <laughs> dunk <laughs> Wait, um, you guys are- you, you're actually helping me build this place, though!
3: No, we're like, doing
5: both! Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, let's break, come on. Uh, <laughs>
1: I, no, Ch- Chad is plan. actually going to help build the thing. Um, well, yeah. He yeah, L- L- about...
2: agreed to help build it. He's staying out of the uh, crowd. Uh, in the benefit casing, event. Yeah. Alright,
1: yeah.
0: fine. This is precisely why I have not written any notes for the last three <laughs> recording sessions. Yep.
3: I do legitimately think that my, like, flight is going to be somewhat helpful for building an orphanage, but I think my Time would be better spent going around, like greasing the palms of politicians, and trying to like drum up additional funding for the orphanage. Um, what about
5: recruitment? We need orphans to put in this orphanage. Oh, God. <laughs> That's God. the thing about
0: orphans; what? they kind of recruit themselves. I, I like the idea though of Terajek's flying to other orphanages, and just <laughs> kidnapping children to live in this one.
3: I, I land on the window and I go, my name is Peter Pan. Do you That's want to come to a place where you'll never grow up? It's a, a pirate ship and never, never land.
0: Boy. Wow.
2: <laughs> oh my god. I
3: can make you fly, you just have to
5: believe. But only one of you at a time, because it's a concentration spell. <laughs> <laughs> the other Chet one's is... got to hold on real tight.
1: Chet is already, um, concentrating on uh, casting Move Earth to create a flat foundation for the... Look at that.
0: Ched doing something useful, unlike most other people.
1: It's gonna take me two I mean, hours.
0: I'm carrying the timber over, right? Like, yeah. from the lumberyard? Okay, here's here's that. what we're gonna do. TerraJacks, please make a uh, charisma check. Everybody else who is working on, like, construction... Um, athletics or acrobatics, whichever you prefer.
3: Would this be persuasion?
0: Yes. What? And then put your numbers in the chat so that I can, like, see them and we're not just shouting numbers at our listeners.
1: Yep. Do you want me to do a concentration check, or?
0: Uh, you can do wisdom for oh. your spell casting. It's athletics, wisdom.
1: <laughs> yes! There's a, there's a, um, a level of, uh, mental acuity you need to, Are you, to work in.
0: No, no, <laughs> What? no,
1: listen here,
0: listen, I refuse, what? I am giving you athletics wisdom, I refuse to be argued in favor of acrobatics wisdom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, that's what not, were you trying to do? I was saying that makes sense that hmm. wisdom athletics because there's a okay. certain level of like inherent spatial understanding that you need to to do a lot of athletic things.
0: I get, I get a lot of players trying to convince me that an athletics check should be acrobatics instead, or <laughs> can they do acrobatics instead? And I'm like, I am giving you the the wisdom modifier on this. Do not push me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, sorry. I'll just
0: yeah type it. Of course. Okay. Whoop we go. Nice. So the well, shit out of that earth. You sure did. It's moved. It's moved both physically and emotionally.
1: <laughs> you can that hear it crying, Terajux.
0: So Teradux got a twenty four on his persuasion check and uh does indeed gather the support of like several important counselors and other various uh, folks who are interested i'm doing the thing
3: where i'm giving like stump speeches out on the steps of congress and it's like raining outside but i don't care i'm banging the podium and i'm i'm shouting about how we as a society have failed these children and it is our responsibility to make things right
0: do you hire Leyland to shoot you yeah, in the chest the... with a crossbow <laughs> <laughs> and you continue giving your speech. Oh my God!
2: Yes. I, 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 I was gonna have something really worse, and just have the, um, the Night
0: Stalker show up at the other orphanage. <laughs> oh so no! Oh my God. <laughs> no, you've already dedicated your time to the construction effort. <laughs> I am not allowing you to become a cryptid and terrorize children.
2: Just saying, like if all the other competition closes down, then I do all love that the idea of orphanage
3: staging a crossbow assassination <laughs> attempt. Though we should save that in our back pocket.
2: hmm uh, There, there will be a time when that will be useful. Yeah. And Laylin will thoroughly enjoy it. And that's the
3: thing; I don't have to convince Laylin at all. I just made like, Laylin, shoot me, and the arrow is already in flight.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. uh Everybody else did did pretty well um pretty decent numbers all across the board uh and after a week's hard work there is a pretty good approximation of this uh uh orphanage this sailing ship orphanage that's been thrown up it's mostly needs some like finishing touches and then the interior needs to be furnished i am i gave you this massive quest log and i am currently <coughs> on the fly narrating Orphanage construction efforts. This is (laughs) welcome to the Alchemist Club, everybody.
4: Look, any campaign goes long enough, and it's gonna get odd.
0: You know, it's better that you're building an orphanage and not burning them down. I'll say that. It's true. It's true. true.
5: We're not that far gone. My my long term plan was that if like other Desmond comes back, that he would just extort this. Yeah, extort this to his greatest benefit. (laughs) It's
0: tax deductible. (laughs) Oh my god. Um,
3: how are you gonna extort orphans? They don't have anything!
0: Exactly,
5: I gave them everything they have, so it's all
2: mine. (laughs) Think about it this way. We are- we are grooming our future crew. (laughs) Yep. What is that?
3: Grooming? I'm gonna be dead by the time they're usable as crew. That's Probably not, true.
0: Not if you're training them right. <laughs> I object to the terminology that you are using regarding these orphans. <laughs> I don't. I don't like how you're talking about these children. Um. Anyway, uh, at the end of this week, you receive word that there is to be a council meeting discussing the valor of Jux, uh
2: In the next day. I guess cool. we'll Go back to plot now. <laughs>
3: Imagine that episode in the anime and everyone's like, what the fuck? Why are they just building an orphanage? Okay, there's going to be a twist here at some point. Like, one of the orphans is... No, no, they're just building an orphanage. It's just filler. filler.
5: Yes, it's just 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 filler.
3: filler. (laughs) All right. Um, I I slick back my hair. I put on my dancing shoes. I I, I, I shave a little bit, you know. Not all the way, because I still want to have that rugged look of the wanderer but uh-huh. i looked presentable for the the meeting and then uh away we go
0: yeah so you arrive in the council chamber which looks exactly as it did last time you were here um applejack crumble down mayor applejack um calls the session to order and uh,
3: i um I do a quick head count of the room. Is Ellie Bell Horkus Porkus here? Yes. I make very specifically sure to give her a
0: winning smile. She glares at you. The,
3: the kind of smile that says,
0: No matter what you do, you will never be rid of me. <laughs> that is I've you know, that is a definition of winning. <laughs> um, he Applejack yields the floor to Slicer, who appears as a hologram like a magical construct um if they're a vtuber essentially there's like a, a gnomish avatar that moves and speaks in time with their presumably their motions and speech um okay. and <clears throat> they go into great detail uh, obviously applejack has already heard all this news already uh, as the mayor But the rest of the council is being informed for the first time, outside of whatever their own, like, spies uh, have fed them, about the Valor of Jux, which is a Juxian airship powered by enslaved elementals, uh, that has essentially claimed aerial supremacy over the continent of Aldraxia. and continued use of these elementals as a power source risks uh, starting a war with some of the inner planes which would be detrimental for the world as a whole because elementals notoriously not good at geography uh on different planes of existence um negotiations yeah negotiations with uh agents placed within the the emperor's court have yielded nothing uh the emperor is not or rather the emperor's advisors are not willing to listen to reason or change tactics uh or dismantle the airship or find an alternate power source even with the offer of gnomish assistance so they have uh gotten agents placed in the crew of the valor of Jux, and now are going to ultimately decide what to do with the airship um and as those who brought this to the council's attention originally um you are given the floor to present an argument uh, as to what you think should be done and why okay um I,
3: I look around briefly to make sure like nobody else is keen on speaking and then i will uh I'll take the stand. I will thank everybody for coming here today for this most grievous and serious of matters. As has been previously stated by Slicer, the threat that the Valor of Jux poses to the whole of this world cannot be overstated. Uh, Joe, way thinking way back to my past here, standing in a secret laboratory holding blueprints and surrounded by uh, you know the... The smell of scorched bodies. Um uh-huh. would I know or remember anything of the valor of Jux's original armaments or capabilities, or is that all just it was too too heat of the moment to even
0: Yeah, I I would say that you're like you noticed a few things, but then you saw what was powering everything and you just kind of like white it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and when you came to, everything was on fire. Uh, I guess what I'll
3: describe then is uh, uh, what I I would like to deem Operation Soaring Freedom. Of course. And more or less, the gist of this is if we have gnomes aboard the Valor of Jux, they need to assess its capabilities and figure out if there are any substantive weak points where we might attack it from. And then... Uh, Maybe paired with a mission to infiltrate and secure blueprints and analyze for a weakness there. At some critical moment, if we could sabotage a particular portion of the defenses, uh, we are prepared with the tree ship Teliferous to lead a strike directly on the Valor of Jux if necessary to uh, destroy the containment vessel and free the elementals within.
0: Uh there's a moment of consideration and then somebody from the engineering uh department says, No, that you do not want to free those elementals as you are describing it. Breaking the containment unit is all well and good, and then you have uh for lack of a better word, a hurricane of angry elementals hell bent on destruction. They need to be sent back to their home plane rather than set loose on this one hmm okay valid um
3: that sounds like something that's accomplishable with gnomish technology from what i have seen of various things around here
0: i'm sure we could find some way of creating a a portable banishment field of some description yes i can do some of that too
3: so we would have to deploy this field in the reactor and banish them directly back to their homeworld, world or yes. their home plane rather
0: and okay. then there's the concern of what happens to the to the airship when it hits the ground if this takes place over the anchor storm then you have probably we our our reports estimate that there is a, a complement of about 500 individuals on the valor of Jux. um Sinking the ship over the anchor cloud consigns most, if not all of them to death. Crashing the ship over land means that this technology is available to anybody who can find it and uh, reverse engineer it. Would there be some way, um,
3: knowing what I know of Juxian air technology here, mm-hmm. uh are things like parachutes or escape gliders, would that be commonplace, or would that be expected to be aboard an airship?
0: Uh, you would expect a complement of like gliders for a glider squadron to operate mm-hmm. out of the airship, but Jux has never fielded anything of this size, and so you are right. not certain what kind of safety precautions they would have taken.
3: Okay, but well, like a parachute exists.
0: Yes. Okay. The Glider Corps I... uh, scorns.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. I explained to them a little bit of my thought process and what I know of Juxian War Doctrine and the likelihood that if something were to happen aboard the ship where the order was given to abandon ship before it would was piloted out over the edge of the continent and then scuttled, it's very likely that the loss of life would be minimal to none.
2: How are you going to get 500 crew to get off of the ship?
1: Yeah, how, uh, how big is the... What if we attack um, it at a
4: dock? Because even though the, sh- the ship may, the ship itself may not need to, but surely they've got to onboard and offboard people.
0: The dock for line. the Valor of Jux... Um, is situated Probably. off the side of the continent it it was constructed mm-hmm. and is maintained um, chained to a, a dock that is extends over the
1: anchor but does the engine have to be running for it to remain chained and in place or is there some kind of magic that keeps it just kind of floating there? Well the element side of the ship itself was, be, okay yeah how, how big is the valor objects? big
0: the valor of Jux is larger than teliferous
1: okay um because at the risk of we... sounding like um, uh a worn out monty python joke i was going to say you know how many um large flying creatures would it take to <laughs> to carry this thing safely to the ground more than you but can produce that's probably yeah yeah, yeah. So, well more than more than i can polymorph the party into yes Here's my
3: updated proposal, then. We get aboard the ship somehow. I don't know if that's a sneak aboard or a direct frontal assault. We then stage a fake reactor integrity breakdown. Ched and I both turn into storm elementals, and we make it seem like, oh, the reactor has breached, the elementals are escaping, the ship is lost, everybody abandoned ship. And then... That gets a bunch of people off, hopefully. We then hijack the Valor of Jux, defeating Alabaster Ravenwood, and anybody else aboard who is foolish enough to remain, and then we'll airlift them off in Teliferous. We pilot it out over the edge of the continent, I wave everyone else a tearful sayonara, and I pilot it
1: straight down into the anchor storm. And then you hear the credits to um, Kirby's Adventure, where he he sinks the Halberd Meta Knight ship. Yes, uh, playing <laughs> as we all ride motorcycles on the coastline. Yeah, <clears throat> that sounds that sounds like a good idea. The distraction, and then the uh, the misinformation amongst the crew, and then we can. <laughs> I don't know. We'll Meet up with the rest of the party, or um, just continue our mayhem. But we'll, we will have to banish the the other. Well, elements yeah. And... So we
3: can do that with like a an actual gnomish device once we are safely out over the edge of the continent. Because I agree, dropping this thing anywhere on the Juxian countryside is not going to be good for anyone.
2: What would it? What, would you have the technology to create like a mass? Featherfall field to oh. dro- help drop all of the crew off who are willing or uneven unwilling.
3: That's an interesting... Ah, I like that. Um, I think that's something we could definitely look into or prepare. I I mean, we have all of gnomish technology at our disposal here, and I gesture grandly to the council hall.
5: Well, I have, I have a... Ace in the hole called Word of Recall that I can like pull a a large number of people back to a certain spot with me.
0: That's okay. Good. How many people does Word of Recall?
2: I don't. I think it was twenty. I
0: I know it's it's a fair
2: number. It's five hundred that we're trying to.
0: Right.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a lot, but it's something, right?
0: Oh, it's up to five. You get five willing creatures. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I can get us off the ship if things go bad. True. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, and you can recall you and Jux so he doesn't have to crash it into the anchor himself. <laughs> Even though I know he wants to.
5: No, it's got oh. a touch. It's a touch, I think, so...
3: So we all have to hold hands.
5: Yeah.
3: So, yeah, I, I think if we can stage some kind of, like, fire or reactor breach or, like, a gas leak through the ship, something that would cause them to abandon ship i know that's a tall order but uh, i mean worst case scenario actually um if we take the bridge instead i could just directly give the call to abandon ship over the intercom system like that would be uh,
4: yeah because one actually if you're just anywhere near it with you could speak into the intercom
3: oh yeah i could
4: yeah You don't have to be on the bridge. You just have to be able to get a voice
2: there. Can't you you mimic voices now?
3: Perfectly. I could always do that.
2: Oh, you could mimic Ravenwood calling for abandoning shit.
3: Exactly. And what we have to do is we have to be on the bridge and neutralize Ravenwood first so he can't belay that order afterwards.
2: So what I'm thinking is that this is a stealth mission. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh boy yeah.
3: Famously our strong suit
2: The <laughs> Leolin episode We have learned a lot We have and we've gotten time. a lot stronger And we also have Powerful allies here now yeah.
3: I think a, a surgical Strike that Takes out Ravenwood uh, Rest control of the ship We give an all hands abandoned ship order And then as I am taking it over the edge, um, I could even, like, sow some seeds of chaos there with, like, I could pretend to be Ravenwood and pretend to have gone mad from the elemental energies or something so that, like, people don't try to pursue this research any further. I like this.
0: It's, uh, it's certainly a plan. I I will give no indication as to its quality. So,
3: um... I, I open the floor back up then to the the good people of Hopstonopolis as far as you know they have more experience with various aspects of this how we're going to get aboard how we're going to you know if they want to provide any material resources or personnel to help us uh, achieve this lightning raid that kind of stuff so um unless anyone else has a better plan I think this is something we should start planning or working towards. It doesn't have to happen tomorrow, but this could be something that would be achievable within a couple months of preparation.
0: Agreed, says Applejack. We are approaching the end of our allocated budget for this project, but we have a little bit of spending left. It would be fairly simple to have our agents on board gets a fair number of uh, the crew off the Valor of Jux while it's put in for dry dock. Um, They usually maintain a lower crew count during maintenance and uh, crew switch um, anyway. So Mm -hmm. that would be the ideal time to strike in terms of uh, loss of life or people at risk as for some of the other things you mentioned I don't know that we have the budget to produce a banishing field we would need some additional investment for that uh, conveniently the party has spent literally all of their 100,000 <laughs> gold pieces
4: yeah yeah we sure did um,
0: they literally uh started this episode with I want to say like 95 thousand, and within the first ten minutes, we're down to six and a half thousand. Uh, So we've got stuff now. You do, you have stuff now.
4: Worthwhile, just not against the Valor of Jux.
0: Yes. Um, But generally, and he looks around at the council, and there's uh, various nods, I I think we agree that a lightning strike, taking out the leadership, and uh, (gasps) Lightning! Terrorist is like ha, 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 ha. yes, I'm, I'm aboard. Let's do it. <laughs> um, taking command of the ship, removing the leadership that's on board, and uh, sinking it into the anchor is probably the best way to go about this. After the crew has been as removed as possible, and I will note, you won't be able to get everybody off the ship. There is going to be there are going to be casualties. Some people are are very dedicated to the vision. ...that Alabaster Ravenwood has put in the minds of the citizenry of Jux.
3: There have already been many, many casualties of this project. I am prepared to stomach a few more.
0: Very well. We will begin setting the wheels in motion and uh, prepare things such that when you are ready to take this opportunity, uh, it is available to you. Um, we will we will obtain a schedule of when the valor of Drux is at dock, and uh, ensure that you are are appraised of this. And when you are ready, we ask that you give us at least a few days uh, warning to make sure that our agents on board can prepare appropriately, and then you can carry out this mission. Are they going to be there to assist us or are they going to be there to like get out? They will be wholly occupied with ensuring that there is minimal loss of life.
2: No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And they put like like chalk marks on the ones that like to kill <laughs> and not kill.
5: So... Oh my <laughs>
0: god. Just gnomes running around like writing kill on various people's shins. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: um one slight advantage we do have here is I could also pretty convincingly disguise us as Juxian soldiers. So we'll have a little bit more time to, uh, like, keep that confusion to our advantage.
1: You might need a little more than makeup for me. Hey, as, you'll turn into a,
3: a dog or something.
1: <laughs> a be dog? Back. Yeah, the
0: the famous <laughs> Juxian canine units. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So uh, the council, the council meeting adjourns. Uh, the hologram of Slicer remains in place, and they kind of gesture you over. Um, really quick before they go, I would like
3: to speak to somebody at greater length about this whole elemental banishment issue and how we might work around that. Is there an expert they can refer me to, or somebody I can go meet with later?
0: Uh, planar technology will be the engineering deck. What with the generators for Hopstonopolis, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty okay. sure there is a named Chief Engineer, but I do not remember who. Oh, uh, you mean Chief Engineer Fibblestib Lufaloo? That's the one, yes. <laughs> OK, I'll uh, go check in with Lufalu. But Slicer gestures you over and says, uh, we will need to set up a more in-person meeting so that we can provide you with the cipher for the, the True Church uh, code. Yes,
3: Um, and uh, I—is that somewhere you want to pick or somewhere we should pick? uh,
0: They—you see their their holographic avatar, like type something off camera, quote unquote, um, and your your little uh, tablet gets a notification, and it is a set of. It's an address in Hopstonopolis.
3: Okay.
0: And then uh, they disappear. The hologram, magical hologram, turns off. And that's where we're going to stop the episode. Um, so, I've been Joe, your host and Dungeon Master, for another thrilling D&D adventure. We had both uh, yak budding and progress in this episode, so we're, we're slowly Amazing. shifting back <laughs> on course here a little bit. Um, if you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at the AlchemistClub88 at gmail.com or the AlchemistClub88 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us wherever podcasts are sold, uh, tell your friends, leave a review, say something nice or, or not nice. If you've not, not particularly enjoying the Alchemist Club, I understand. That's fine. Um, I'll be sad about it. Yeah, I I don't understand. understand
1: what's wrong with you.
0: Um, Matthew, what are our socials?
2: Find us at the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemist club on TikTok.
0: And our
1: intrepid
0: orphanage builders today were...
1: Daniel playing Jetfleet.
0: Ill playing Desmond.
4: I'm Zach and I play Fall Rock.
2: I'm Matt and I play Laylan.
0: Waffle playing Tarjax. Thanks for joining us.